But everybody, this is 99 Raw. Here's your name with your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Y'all know what it is. Welcome, everybody, back to the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to 99 Raw. This is Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. NXT. We're in a new era in NXT. That is the sentiment that I have been uh, having in terms of an opinion that is an opinion amongst a lot of people in the IWC community. NXT, you know, before the show came on, I said to myself, it looks like we're ushering in a new era in NXT that management, Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon, are ushering their favorites and putting them in the forefront and taking out the men and women that came from the Triple H version of NXT, a.k.a. the better version of NXT. I've always had this mindset and mentality where this new generation of NXT and this version of NXT that we're seeing now is pretty much an OVW. Uh, that's the vibe that I've got, especially when it was teased that NXT was going to be completely changing in terms of format, the promos, right? The promo packages, the colorful themed, right? Calling NXT 2.0 instead of just calling it NXT. I still don't get that, but it is what it is. Tonight's episode of NXT was very interesting. Uh, to me, it kind it kind of felt a little bit bland. Um, I'm not hating on anything. Um, I'm just looking from the standpoint of pretty much me complaining and justifiably so because NXT of old, that was it. That was that NXT. Yeah, you know. Things could have changed here and there, but the format that Triple H was doing was the right one. He was creating stars as well as, you know, bringing in uh, established names and just doing a mixture of both. You need a mixture of established guys and girls, and you also need to create new stars. This version of NXT is pretty much OVW in 2021. Simple. Um, now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go over the results of these matches. And then I'm going to talk about them. So that's what I'm going to be doing when it comes to um, reviewing all of these wrestling shows. That's the format that I'm going to be doing. But before I get into let me promote myself. Let me plug myself here. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. That's where I tweet about pro wrestling and other things. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Uh, we're building a great family over there. So it would really mean a lot if you guys go follow 
the podcast on Instagram. It is at 99raw. Uh, also, if you guys want to uh, show the podcast some support, promote the podcast, uh, spread the love of the podcast to your friends or whoever that is a wrestling fan and they want to listen to a fan that is in your face, is honest, uh, and is very creative, that's the podcast for you right here on 99raw. And let's get right into NXT. So we obviously kicked off NXT with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. I still can't believe that they have these titles. Uh, I feel like these titles are unimportant. That's just my opinion. Now, the winners of the match were Toxic Attraction. Um, Here's the thing. I kind of knew this was going to happen, right? And I love it. I love it. And you know why I love it? Because I am a big fan of J.D. Jane. And I am a fan of Priscilla Kelly. Right? J.C. Jolin. And of course, Mandy Rose. Uh, when this trio got formed, they were really one of the best things, in my opinion, in NXT when you oversee everything. That goes on on NXT. They were personally one of my favorite acts. And they continue to be one of my favorite acts. So I'm happy that JC Jane. Who recently got injured last week. She botched a suicide dive last week. Um, I seen that. That was tough to watch. And um, I'm happy she's okay. So you know management rewarded her. And what is her name? I'm going to call her Priscilla Kelly. I'm going to call her Priscilla Kelly because I feel like WWE shouldn't have uh, changed her name. I don't know why they changed her name. I thought Priscilla Kelly was a great name, but uh, that's just me nitpicking there. They're the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I like it. I'm a fan of those two, along with Mandy Rose. And it was pretty much clear that majority of these titles were going to change hands. Now, the thing is, people thought the what we've seen in the main event was going to be a title switch. I'll talk about that later. But Io Shirai. Let me talk about my girl Io Shirai. All right. I love Io Shirai. I'm a big fan of Io Shirai. But I'm going to keep it a being with you. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So I'm not sure why Io Shirai was tagging with Zoe Starks from the jump. Um, I feel like they did this for Io because... They didn't have anything for her, right? And now since she's not the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion anymore, what are they going to do with her? They got to put her up on the main roster because she's been NXT Champion. She's now a former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. You got to do something with Yoshirai. And I feel like her going up to the main roster is long overdue. But I'm thinking to myself, when does her contract expire? There has not been any news of that or anything like that. This is just pure speculation among myself in my uh, mind of thinking. If Io Shirai has plans on the main roster, she would have been on the main roster already. Clearly... Management maybe isn't a big fan of Io Shirai. I don't know how you cannot be a fan of Io Shirai. 
She has everything you have and everything you need. She's great in the ring. She has a great look. Uh, she can actually speak decently fluid English. I'm going to keep it a bean with you. I think Io Shirai is a better uh, microphone skill than Becky Lynch. Don't at me. Don't at me with that. All right? Io Shirai, she's a total package. She's a total package. She's what I call a five-tool player in WWE. And when it comes to women, there's not a lot of them. Right? You got Bianca Belair. You got Sasha Banks. And you have Io Shirai, who are great in all facets. Right? They cover all bases. That's Io Shirai for me. So I'm wondering where they're going to go with Io Shirai here. She needs to get away from Zoe Starks. Maybe they get in the feud and they go one-on-one. -on -one and maybe, you know, Io Shirai puts over Zoe Starks. That could be a real uh, possibility of happening. But other than that, I don't really see what Io Shirai is going to do on NXT. I think her time is long overdue to go on the main roster. I want everyone to go on SmackDown. I'm going to be honest. But I think Io Shirai is desperately needed on Monday Night Raw because when you look at the Raw roster, they don't have a lot of women on that you know, particular brand. So that's my thoughts on that. Now, like I said, let me talk about this match here. Uh, the match overall was all right. I know that we've seen a crazy spot with Io Shirai, speaking of her, where she pretty much almost ate shit. You know, that was a scary spot by Io Shirai. I thought she almost broke her hand, broke her arm, especially with the way she fell down. Now, as an overall match, this was kind of clunky. This was all over the place because... Outside of Io Shirai, all these other women have never been in a ladder match. So, in my opinion, you're behind the eight ball already. You feel me? So, you're behind the eight ball. And pretty much, Io Shirai has to guide every single woman in this ladder match. And I didn't really like that. That played a part easily. If you pay attention and watch the match right you can tell that was actually the case and it took away from the match i'm not saying this match was awful but i'm gonna be honest it really wasn't anything special so right now nxt is out of thumbs down for me uh this match really didn't do anything for me at all in terms of io shirai guiding these women to a decent ladder match <laughs> So that is just my opinion. You guys might think differently, and that's cool. Now, this is what happened. It's a lot of notes to cover, so I'm only going to cover the bits and pieces of it. So towards the end here, we see Stark drops Priscilla and lays her on a ladder. We see Stark goes to the top rope for a 450, but she lands bad and barely hits Priscilla, which looked completely awful, completely awful. After that, Stark positions a ladder under the titles. Now, but here comes uh, Indy Hartwood with a big spinebuster to Starks on the top of a ladder, which looked pretty cool. 
Um, Indy Hartwell is very, very good in terms of progressing and um, pretty much you can see the blossomness of Indy Hartwell. And I think she's going to be a future piece of the women's division for years to come. So that was a cool spinebuster spot by Indy Hartwell. Indy climbs up as the fan chant. This is awesome. They pretty much love this match. I beg to differ. And uh, that's just it for there. Uh, we see Io Shirai meets her up on the top, but then sends her down. Indy trips the ladder over, sending Io Shirai flying out of the ring and hitting a ladder bridge from the apron to the announce table all the way down to the floor. So this was the spot that a lot of people uh, were talking about as a holy shit broke out in the crowd. And a lot of people in the arena were concerned and a lot of fans in the community were obviously concerned with Io Shirai. And that's when Io Shirai was completely out of the match after that spot. That was the sixth spot. And towards the end here, we see Indy Hartwell climb for the titles. She grabs them, but JC Jane grabs her from behind on the ladder. Indy kicks her to the mat. Dolan is at the top of the ladder now. Uh, she then knocks Indy Hartwell to the mat as Indy Hartwell. Uh, she falls all the way down to the mat. And then Donald takes advantage and looks up and grabs the title belts. So, I mean, we all knew Toxic Attraction was going to win. And they're attractive, too. They're attractive, too. So, there you go. Uh, this is a great faction. I love it. I'm a fan of them. And when WWE announced this match, I knew instantly Toxic Attraction is going to win this match. And I was correct. So after the match, we see the music hits. As Dolan raises the title in the air, Jane runs up the ladder and joins her, unhooking the other title and raising it in the air. Dolan and Jane sit up on the ladder and celebrate for a big win. And then we get the replay, of course, of Dolan and Jane celebrating. Now, like I said, the match was all right. It didn't, you know, nothing really special happened. Um, kind of disappointed with the way the match went. But if you guys liked it, you guys liked it. Simple. Now, after the match, we've seen a segment involving Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams with Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. I don't know what the fuck this was. I'm not really going over it, so... Or I'm not going to go over it in depth. So technically what happened was it was kind of like a haunted house thing. You guys know what that haunted house type of thing is about. That's pretty much what it was. Nothing too special. I don't know why this was on the show, to be honest, but it is what it is. I didn't really like it. I kind of got up and uh, did something else. So that's that. So after that, we go to Grain Wallen. Who was dressed as. Oh God. The Kala. Right. I don't know why he was dressed up as Dracula. Excuse me. Dracula. Was Grayson Waller dressed as. LA Knight is running late. And Waller is. Ultimately replacing him. And he hypes the show. And says he is here to save it. Since Knight couldn't make it here. Uh, he also mentions how there's a Halloween party in the back. With the hottest women you've ever seen. The music interrupts and then comes out Joe Gracie. Uh, when he mentioned all the hot women, listen. 
I'm for it. Where, where, where's the party at? The party's backstage. All right, bet. Let me go. Let's talk. Love it. Love it. Gotta love the hot women, man. Got to, man. You feel me? Come on now. So we get Joe Gracie versus Malik Belade. This was completely stupid. Completely stupid. So the bell rings and Gracie beats Blade down. A picture-in-picture commercial shows up. As we see, Harlan is entering the building as Gracie goes to work on Blade, working him around the ring and keeping him down on the mat. Gracie with the huge insiguri. Gracie tosses Blade out of the ring and he lands in front of the announce table. Harlan suddenly appears at ringside, grabbing Blade by his throat, and Gracie uh, blends him with the let Blade down. And Harlan is the bald guy. Forgot his real name. You guys know who I'm talking about. The the Brock Lesnar wannabe guy. Right? He's bald now with all the tats. And um, I remember I caught him with a picture of Eva Marie. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So Harlan suddenly appears at ringside grabbing Blade by his throat. As Gracie uh, pleads with him to let Blade down. Harlan looks up at Gracie and then tells go of Blade dropping him to the floor. Towards the end of the match, we see Blade runs in the ring and goes for an attack, but Gracie ducks it. He then comes back with the right and with the backhand palm strike into a hamstring into a clothesline and then drops him for the one, two, three. I don't care. I really don't care for this. Joe Gracie reminds me of Kevin Owens. He just has the body type of Kevin Owens. And I know with all the rumors of Kevin Owens uh, possibly leaving the WWE, I could see Joe Gracie being the quote-unquote replacement or quote-unquote the better version, in their opinion, in management's eyes, of Kevin Owens. Let's see what happens with there. Nothing really too special with this match whatsoever. So after the match, we see Gracie stands tall as we go to replay. Gracie goes to Harlan at ringside and holds his face. Uh, while talking to him and looking into his eyes. After that, he tells Harlan he can trust him. I don't know. I don't really care. I really don't. So after that, we get a vignette of Kaylee Ray, someone I'm a big fan of. Kaylee Ray talks about how she was the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion, but it got her nothing in NXT 2.0. I can't stand the 2.0 reference. Uh, but disrespect, and so on and so forth. Kaylee Ray is upset that she's here to make everyone pay because it's time to rage. Good promo, good vignette. I can't wait to see what Kaylee Ray, you know I mean, has on NXT uh, 2.0. I remember watching her not only in the Mae Young Classic, uh, but watching some of her matches at NXT UK, and I'm a big fan of what she brings to the table. The problem is her fucking accent. Her microphone skills suck. It sucks. All right. And it's a hole that she's going to have to try to balance and, you know, figure out. Because I've heard tons of stories. I still hear people complaining and bitching that Becky Lynch sucks on the microphone. I'm going to give it a bing with you, like I said earlier. Becky Lynch is not that good on the microphone. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, Becky Lynch fans. 
That's just my personal opinion, okay? Don't take my opinion and have it be gospel. It's just one person's opinion, all right? But it's been well documented that Becky Lynch isn't really that good on the promo, all right? We even had, I believe it was either Eric Bischoff or who was it? Who was it? It was somebody that was uh, pretty much ranting on the promo skills of Becky Lynch, saying it sucks and everything. I think it was Kevin Dunn. But there was one more person. Either way, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? They were complaining about Becky Lynch's promo ability and how it sucks. People are still complaining about it. Kaylee Ray, she's going to be in that discussion if she does not fix her promo ability and fix it quick. You can't fix an accent, but we need to at least understand what you're saying. The thing with Io Shirai is we actually understand what she says. She goes through her English and Japanese accents, and I love it. I love when she goes into her native language and she talks. And then she goes and sprinkles a little bit of English, right? And Io Shirai actually talks decent, fluid English. It's not the greatest but it's to a point where you understand what she's saying. You feel me? So that's just my thoughts on that. After that, we've seen Grayson is backstage at NXT 2.0 Halloween party. Several superstars are in Halloween costumes. Yakim, Joel, and Kushida walk up. And Joel is confused about the concept of Halloween and kids going trick-or-treating. Listen, bro, it's just to get the kids out the house. They love the holidays. They love the spookiness. Ooh, spooky. They love that type of shit. I'm not the biggest Halloween uh, person either, but I like it. You know what I mean? I was one of those kids that were saying, Mommy and Daddy, can I you know, go trick-or-treating with my friends? So it's cool. You know what I mean? So this promo really didn't do anything. We've seen Cameron Grimes have two women's. And uh, he was kind of getting his groove on and doing his thing. This was just a promo. It was pretty lame. I'm not a fan of Grayson. I'm not a, even though he's incredibly talented in the ring. He's incredibly talented. But I will give him this, though. He has a lot of charisma. And I can't say that's a lot for a lot of these new NXT superstars. They don't have a lot of charisma. Braun Breaker. I'll talk about him in the main event. I'm going to kind of go on a rant. And then I'm going to explain my rant. So... Be aware. But this thing really wasn't anything special with Cameron Grimes and uh, Hikmin, uh, Joho, and Kushida and Grayson. Nothing too special there. After that, we've seen the Diamond Mine Open Challenge with NXT Cruiserweight Champion Roderick Strong versus Odyssey Jones. Excuse me, guys. I just ate, so. Kind of have the hiccups and stuff. I apologize with that. Um, this match was all right. This match was all right. Um, I can see why people are a big fan of Odyssey Jones. Uh, he has a good look. He was a big dude, but he has a lot of charisma. He's good on the microphone. I can see him go places. And the reason why I say I can see him go places is because he's been on NXT for, I think, since day one, really, in terms of like having matches and etc. So. I could see him doing some good things. So the winner of this match was Roderick Strong. I mean, we all knew he was going to win. 
And um, after the match, we see Strong joins the Diamond Mine at ringside and stands tall as they go to uh, replay, excuse me, and Joe's is looking on from the ring. Um, decent match. This was good to get uh, Odyssey Jones some uh, in-ring time and to let him shine. I know that the NXT crowd loves him, and you can tell because he's been on TV on a consistent basis, and every time he comes out, there's always a reaction for him, and it's mainly positive, so that is pretty cool to see. Next up, we see Mackenzie Mitchell was backstage with Imperium. I love Imperium. Or, excuse me, Imperium. You got to say it right. I love those guys. Um, I want to see them on the main roster, but I'll get to them later. <laughs> I'll get to them later. They have their match with MSK. But she asked if they talked about Walter about tonight's title shot. Marcel Bartel says Walter is not here and tonight is about he and Fabian Eichner. And loyalty is one of their biggest strengths. But this is all about the gold. Archer says they have never been more ready. And this will be their first night. And this will be their night. They go on and declare that the mat is scared. And then we go to commercial break. We come back from break and we see the spin will make the deal trick-or-treat street fight for the NXT Women's Championship as this was in near the 9 o'clock hour. Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Y'all know the rest. She went one-on-one with Raquel Gonzalez. I keep it a bean with you. I never got Raquel Gonzalez. I just don't get the hype for Raquel Gonzalez. She doesn't suck. I just think I just don't get the appeal. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think Dakota Kai, speaking of her, she appeared in this match and she cost Raquel Gonzalez her opportunity to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Love it. I really do love this. And I also want to give another round of applause because this match really wasn't that bad. I think Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez work pretty good together. But Dakota Kai is back. She's back. I love it. And y'all should love it too. So there you go. Now, um, Mandy Rose wins. Listen, we kind of knew this was going to happen. We kind of knew this was going to happen, that Mandy Rose was going to beat Raquel Gonzalez. This was a long match. Uh, management gave these women great amplitude, a lot of time to go out there and tell a story, and they indeed did. Uh, this was the best match of the night, in my opinion. Obviously, outside of you know the tag team title match, but outside of that, this match for the women's championship in NXT... Pretty good match. I really enjoyed it. And I wouldn't mind a round two with these women. So, towards the middle of the match, this is where we're going to start with the notes here. We see Rose sends Gonzalez face first into half of the steel steps that were placed on the edge of the ring. Gonzalez looks to be knocked out as Rose covers her for a two count. Gonzalez fights back from the apron, but Rode 
kept rocking her. There's Mandy Rose. Rose pulls Gonzalez back under the bottom rope, but the champ was able to kick out at two and a half. Then we see a table leaning in the corner. As of now, Rose looks to powerbomb Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez encounters it with a back body drop. The only we get back up with Raquel Gonzalez charges, but Rose leans through the table with a big spear. Awesome spear from uh, Mandy Rose. This was great. The fans chanting NXT. The fans chanting holy shit. I didn't chant holy shit, but I said to myself that was a pretty good move, man. Really cool. After the chant of NXT, we see Gonzalez drags uh, Mandy Rose over another uh, into the ring for another close two count. We see Gonzalez can't believe it as she's showing emotion, which I love, especially as a champion. If you can't put your challenger away, you got to show that emotion. And all of a sudden, I'm just going to say her name, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai in the maxed uh, and wearing an all black appears at ringside behind Raquel Gonzalez, who was leaning up against the ropes, awaiting on Rose to get back up. Dakota Kai smacks Gonzalez in the back with the shovel, and Gonzalez goes down immediately. Rose takes advantage and covers for the one, two, three. Mandy Rose is the new champ. Can I say I told you so? JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, Mandy Rose are taking over the women's division. I want you guys to understand that. They are taking over the women's division. After the bell rings, the music hits as Rose stands tall and raises the title in the air. After that, we see the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, come out to join Rose on the entranceway as Toxic Attraction stand tall with their goal. The camera cuts back at the ring, and we see the mystery woman, a.k.a. Dakota Kai, standing over Raquel Gonzalez with the shovel. The woman in all black removes her head, covering it, and of course, like I said, it's Dakota Kai. Fans chant, welcome back. Look at that. She did a heel move, and she still is over as fuck. Love it. Dakota Kai kneels down over Gonzalez to end the segment. Let me tell you something. I am not hating on Raquel Gonzalez. I'm trying to figure out. Why did you have this woman become NXT Women's Champion? Her reign was complete shit. S-H-I-T. Exclamation point. It was shit. And I'm going to let you know it was shit. It wasn't good. Period. I'm telling you now. Dakota Kai is not on the main roster for a reason. What is that reason? I don't know. I don't know. She should have been on the main roster after losing to Raquel Gonzalez at TakeOver. Period. But she's still in NXT. She's still in NXT. Listen, who does Manny Rose lose the title to? It's got to be Dakota Kai. It's got to be Dakota Kai. Period. We are going to get this feud with Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez needs to put over Dakota Kai. Because if 
Raquel Gonzalez comes back and beats Dakota Kai, then what the fuck was the point of Dakota Kai attacking Raquel Gonzalez? That doesn't make sense. Dakota Kai's a heel. Even though in reality, she's a baby face. People love Dakota Kai. Why can't she not? You feel me? So, I think Dakota Kai needs to beat Raquel Gonzalez. And then, you know, have some feuds here and there. Have Mandy Rose have the title for a bit. And then, take the title off of Mandy Rose and give it to Dakota Kai. That's my pitch idea. And that's my creativity there regarding the women's division. Because outside of Dakota Kai, who else is going to take the title off of Mandy Rose? We'll see what happens. So, we see (laughs) the segment with Carmelo Hayes, Johnny Gargano, and Dexter Loomis, and Trix. Uh, This was a thing that was going throughout the entire show. Again, I don't really care for it because I'm not a fan of this. I am really not. Now, we get the spin, the wheel, make the deal. Lumberjack match with all London match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I know I completely forgot what, you know, other things that happened, but those were just, ah, they weren't that good. I want to get to the nitty gritty here. Now, Imperium are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Towards the end, we see fans chant NXT. Now, as both teams slowly crawl back in the ring, all four men go at it. MSK super kicks. Then they land running uppercuts in the corner. Combination moves I really like. Imperium comes back with some chops to their chest. MSK charges their challengers, but Imperium turns them inside out with the clothesline at the same time. Then they go for the Imperium bomb. Carter counters and Lee nails with a tornado DDT to Archer. Bartell takes Lee out with Carter as he hits a huge sunset flip powerbomb to Bartell. Carter with the standing 450 on Bartell for another too close two count. Uh, fans chant for MSK as, quote, this is awesome. Archer saves Bartell and Bartell nails Carter with a kick to the face. Carter is taken out by one punch and sends him to the floor. Towards the end, we then see an Imperial powerbomb to Lee for the one, two, three. And there you go. Imperium. They finally win the fucking titles. Finally win the fucking titles. Thank God. I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan of Imperium. I want to see these two men hold that title for a very long time because the tag team division in NXT is kind of flawing right now. It's not really great. Uh, They got a lot of work to do in NXT, man. They got a lot of work to do in NXT in terms of these divisions regarding these championships. Who's the number one contender? How do you get to become a challenger? This and that. The easy answer is you got to win all these matches. We'll see what happens with that. But I'm happy for Imperium. Big fan of those guys. And for them to get their moment is pretty cool. Now, after the match, Imperium stands tall with the titles as the music hits. 
And we see Bartel and Aker raise the titles in the air in the middle of the ring as now Pyro is going off from the behind. It was cool. It is what it is. Great match. Uh, we've seen some decent matches tonight. But overall, there's, it's just the feel of NXT. It just feels... It, it doesn't feel special. It just really doesn't. It's just my opinion. Like I said, take it or leave it. Next up. <laughs> I'm about to kind of go off here. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Versus Tommaso Ciampa. For the NXT Championship. Listen, Tommaso Ciampa won. Okay? That's all you need to know. Tommaso Ciampa, he retained the title. I'm not talking about what happened in the match because I'm going to have to kind of explain and educate the masses in the IWC community. I got to educate Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon. Let me get this straight, y'all. Right? Check this out. Check me out. Number one, you push Braun Breaker to the moon instantly. That's strike one. He wasn't ready. Strike two, you do the how can they coexist bullshit format we've seen on the main roster multiple times. So that's strike two. Strike three. You built this guy up as he's going to be the next big thing. Everybody in the community, including myself, we touted that this is the end of the NXT, you know, Triple H, you know, uh, thing as we know it with Tommaso Ciampa losing. And then come to find out Tommaso Ciampa actually retains the title. Why did he retain the title? It's very simple. Braun Breaker ain't ready. He's not ready. I never got the appeal of Braun Breaker. I'm going to keep it being with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I never got Braun Breaker. People were touting, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. People are even coming up to me and letting me know. That Braun Breaker is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yo. What? Come on, bro. Do better. Do better. Braun Breaker being the guy to beat Roman. Okay. WWE. This guy's not ready. The match. It really. It. Listen. I don't want to crap on the guy, but I'm that type of fan of what I watch on TV. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with what I see on television, no matter what fucking company it is. It could be Impact. It could be AEW. It could be New Japan Pro Wrestling. It could be the E in WWE. It don't matter. I'm going to always be honest. And what I've seen tonight... With someone that is not ready. He got exposed tonight. The Braun Breaker. I'm happy that Tommaso Ciampa is still the NXT champion. Braun Breaker. You got to go to the back of the line, bro. And you need to train just a little bit more. And the thing is, it's not even his fault. It's management's fault because they rushed the guy. They rushed the guy and they knew he wasn't ready. 
That's my piece on that. That's my piece. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, what's next for Tommaso Ciampa is the question. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what's next for Tommaso Ciampa. Who's going to challenge him next? We don't know. We don't know. Um, NXT. Start establishing these wrestlers. Stop putting them in the fire and putting them immediately into world title contention. Just please slowly push these guys. I understand Braun Breaker is a fan favorite in the IWC community. I don't get it, but I understand it. He has the look, but that's all I kind of see there. His microphone skills are all right, but it's just something about him that I'm just not uh, attaching myself to. And that's just my thoughts on that. And the main event of NXT, great outcome. Tommaso Ciampa retained the title. That was great. Overall, this episode of NXT, I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but it was better than what I thought it would be. It's better than what I thought it would be. Um, like I said, since day one, I'm going to continue to plant this flag. It's the new generation's OVW. That's what this is. You feel it. You sense it. And um, we just got to be patient as fans. We got to be patient. That's something I got to work on as well in terms of things like this. But like I said, the real reason why I'm not watching NXT and really covering it on a weekly basis, I'm just going to say it now. It's just because I'm not liking the direction of NXT and I'm kind of a crybaby because I truly miss the old version of NXT and the Triple H version of NXT. That's kind of why I'm not covering this one because this is the Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon version of NXT and what I've seen over the past couple weeks, month, I'm not liking it and I'm going to just be straight up with you. I don't even know if there's going to be NXT takeovers anymore. I'm not sure about that. I haven't heard any news about that. I got a lot of news to cover that I'm going to be doing tomorrow. So stay tuned to that. Make sure you guys will tap in to 99 Raw on all podcast platforms. Again, follow me on Twitter and follow the podcast on Instagram at 99Raw. Braun Breaker. You ain't ready, bruh. You're not ready. Who faces Tommaso Ciampa? That's the question. Imperium, our new NXT Tag Team Champions. Thank God. Um, Dakota Kai's back My girl's back I'm happy I love it We're gonna get a Dakota Kai And Raquel Gonzalez feud I'm invested in that It makes sense And there's a lot of story That can be told there And uh, Yeah man That's my thoughts on NXT And I hope you guys enjoyed uh, The overall grade I'm gonna give NXT Tonight uh, Out of 5 I'll give it a 3 It was alright it was all right. Nothing really special. Uh, tune in tomorrow. I got a lot of topics to talk about in the world of pro wrestling, mainly from the WWE side. And I'll catch you guys next time. That's a wrap. It's the Creative King. I'm signing off. Y'all have a good night, and I will see you tomorrow.